Southeast Christian Radio. Catch the wave. Catch the wave. Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer, sponsor this program, follow us on Twitter, or even like us on Facebook. We can be found at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Well, good day, Miss Twyla. How are you doing? Hey, I am doing good. How are you? It is, a, it is a blessed day. I know Amen. it is. It's a blessed day. It is a cold day. And I hear that tomorrow it's possible that in the morning it could be below zero. Hmm. <laughs> That's what your forecast is? Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, one thing about it is that over the last couple of days it's been cold, but it's the sun has been shining, and, and that makes it all the more better. But I saw the weather in Tennessee today. As a matter of fact, I had to really wait to see where it was. And when I saw it was Tennessee, I, I was just blown out of my chair. It was really an ice storm. I, mean, I don't know if it was an ice storm, but it was I ice on the ground. I saw all those cars sliding off the road, and yeah, it, was, it was pretty uh, crazy. Yes, it, 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 it was. But, you know, it, it, soon spring's going to be here. Mm, 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 mm. Well, you know, now that I'm in Georgia, it's spring every day. I think tomorrow oh, is forecasted to be 51 and 55 Saturday and 62 Sunday, 67. Hold on, let me finish this. 67 Monday and 69 degrees on Tuesday. Well, listen, you're not beating Florida. This man said today was 81 degrees in Florida. Well, I know. I'm just saying these warm states, it's amazing to me. Oh, it is. And you know what? And you know what? Really, to tell you the truth, if I had my uh, way, um, I would move down south to somewhere where it's, it's sunshiny, you know, more so than it is. You know, cold, I, I like so. the snow. I'm good with. Well, the I snow. know you are. You like that skiing and stuff, but honey, yeah, uh, I can. I love the. I love the water and the ocean. So I, that's where I, I would like to be. So, but well, you'd have to be Florida because it's not warm enough to be on the water here. But it is definitely warm to be outside playing tennis and pickleball and everything I know, else. I know, I know. And you mentioned p- so, pickleball. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what's going on in the news? But I, I saw the the weather there in uh, Tennessee and the people sliding. I mean, it was, you know what I thought was interesting to me, and I'm not saying I would be immune from doing this myself, but they tell people, you know, the newscasters, they're so dramatic, so people probably don't listen to them so much, but they tell people, you know, don't go on the roads and everything. People go on the roads, their car slides off the road, and then they interview them, and the person who slid off the road says to everyone else, 
don't go out. And it's like, <laughs> didn't they didn't they tell you that too? So I'm thinking after your car slides into a pole, yeah, then your then your message is stay in, don't go out. And I, I just thought, you know, we learned the lesson the hard way. I'm hoping today we can talk about something that could help people learn a lesson without the hard knocks. Absolutely, absolutely. We want to give you some lessons in the Word of God that you don't have to go through the hard knocks. Just walk this faith walk and take it on the authority of the saints that have gone before you. Yes, a faith walk. That's right. That is absolutely right. So we are going to be talking. The title of our program today is called At Midnight. And at midnight. And at midnight. Hmm. Amen. So you you want to read the scripture and then I can pray after you read it. Oh, and and in the news, I forgot I did want to say this. In the news, I don't know if it's the second time and the last time or the second time and there's going to be another time. But uh, you might not care about this. But Tom Brady, considered the greatest quarterback of all times, has retired uh, for the second time. So we don't know if this is the last time. But Hats off to Tom Brady. I'm not a big NFL fan, but I do like Tom Brady. So hats off to Tom Brady, and I wish him well in whatever comes next. Yeah, and I hope that through this he can reconcile with his family. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. He did He did retire about, you know, five, six, eight months too late. But, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's get to the scripture then. Um, Amen. So I'm going to read the scripture. It's Acts 16. Um, and... It's the 26th verse, but I'm going to read up a little bit further and then come down. So, And I'm going to read from the Passion Version or the translation, Passion Translation. And it says this, After they were severely beaten, they were thrown into prison, and talking about Paul and Silas, and the jailers were commanded to guide to guard them securely. So the jailer uh, placed them in the innermost cell of the prison and had their feet bound and chained. Paul and Silas undaunted uh, prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God while all the other prisoners uh, listened to their worship. Suddenly, a great earthquake shook the foundation of the prison. All at once, every prison door flung open and the chains of all the prisoners came loose. Amen. Dear God, we thank you for this word we thank you for this day we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies we pray over this word that everything that we say god that you fill our hearts with your word our mouth with your word and everything that we say brings life and edification to those that hear it i pray god that all those who are going through their midnight season in their life today would hear these words oh god and it would uh, ignite the faith in their heart that they god would move from where they are to where you have called us to be and they will see the hand of god move in their circumstance and in their situation long before the turning of the sun comes and the dawning of the day breaks through but at midnight each of us would learn by faith to trust you and to bless your name knowing that sure as you have spoken and promised it that the daybreak shall come and our change is just around the corner we thank you for this day mm. we thank you even for this midnight and we bless your name in jesus name in amen Jesus' name powerful prayer Amen. So, you know, we're talking about and at midnight, as you read from uh, from Acts 16 and midnight. I, I like I like 
you know, I was just thinking about this as I was uh, actually went to a service uh, this past Sunday, and they were talking about something a little bit different, but kind of the same thing. Uh, one of the things they mentioned, which kind of put this in my heart, was uh, the minister that was up, or maybe it was the exhorter or the prophet, I can't remember, but someone who was up, they said, you know, the difference between 11.59 p.m. and 12 a.m. in the natural is not much. It's as dark at 12 a.m. as it is at 11.59 p.m. And whatever you were feeling at 11.59 p.m., you're probably still feeling at 12 a.m. Because the only thing that happened is another minute has passed by in the natural. Mm. But if you look at it with the eye through the eyes of faith and, and as it is symbolic in the scripture, because usually uh, the word midnight refers to the point of time in which uh, it marks the end of one day and the beginning of another, and the power of God begins to move. So if you look at this through the eyes of faith, 1159 tonight will be 1159 February 2nd, 2023. But the stroke of midnight will happen one minute later, and it will then be February 3rd, 2023. So the day changes, the calendar moves, and even though nothing physically appears to have shifted or changed, a dawning of a new day has already started. You're not going to see the light begin to burst through the darkness yet because that takes a few more hours. You're not going to uh, probably even hear the birds chirping because they're still asleep. But something has changed dramatically when that clock struck midnight and you just need to align your faith to say, God, it has shifted in the natural yes. and I need my spirit to shift with what has already taken place. God has called for the, the days to follow the nights, the nights to follow the days, the seasons to continue to uh, transpire and you need to believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. As sure as that, that clock struck midnight, the sun will dawn forth in the next for that new day and your life will see a shift and a change if you hold on and believe to see the goodness of God in the land of in the, the living. Land so of we want to talk about and at midnight. And at midnight. And you know what, Twilight, I was looking up uh, you know, just the word what midnight meant uh, in the Greek, and it talked about in the mist. And you know what, even as you were talking about, we, we know that God is in the midst of our situation. He knows the time that that thing's going to turn. But what he's asking us to do is to stand in faith and believing that it has, it has changed. You know, you, you just said that, you know, that difference there is the, in the natural, it looks the same. It's still dark. But something has changed there, and we have to have that faith to believe that God is in the midst of us. The situation, what we pray for, he says, what you pray for, he said, I'm going to do, that he's doing it, and that we have to thank him as we pray, which is evidence of our faith when we believe and we pray accordingly that we believe that God has turned this thing around and that we will see the manifestation of it you know, as we continue to stand in faith. Amen. And you have to say that my past is over. Yes. When night comes, that other day is done. And just you just speak symbolically by faith, my past is over. 
Uh, I have made it to midnight and a new day has come. And when the scriptures that you read talks about Paul and Silas, they were beaten and thrown into prison mm-hmm. and uh, I think into the inner prison even. But the Bible says that at midnight and at midnight, Paul and Silas, I don't know what they talked about at 1158 and 1159 and, and 10 p.m., but what I know is that at midnight, yeah. they decided that they are going to pray and sing praises unto God. Yeah. Now, listen, they were still in jail. The doors were still locked. The night was still upon them, but they decided, and you've got to make that conscious decision, that it might not look different in my life right now, but I believe that God is going to turn the tide, has already turned the tide, even if I can't see it. That's the thing about it. You don't see it before it comes. You see it after it has happened. So just begin to bless the name of God as though it has already taken place. They decided that at midnight, we are still in jail, still bound, still beaten, but we are going to start blessing the name of the only God who can open these doors and make us free. So they began to pray and sing praises unto God. And I'm telling you, if you never read these verses, what happens next will blow your mind. But they had to do something and they decided to do it at midnight. We didn't sit here long enough. We didn't cried long enough. Remember those lepers who yes. sat outside the city? They said, we can sit here and die or we can get up and go see what's on the other side yes. of this of this wall. you got to make up in your mind to get up from where you are to do what you can, use what you have, and make a di- and watch God make a difference in your life. And at midnight, and at midnight, and in the mist. Now, even as you were talking, you're talking about you know from the from the unseen brought into the scene, and that's where in Hebrews it talks about this. And I'm going to read it again from the Passion Translation. Uh, it says, "Now faith brings our hope." This is the eleventh chapter, starting at the first verse. It says, now faith brings our hope into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. My God, that's what what he's saying. Even in the book of Hebrews, and I love the the, um, King James translation, it's it's titled the, The Hall of Faith. In this one, it's talking about the power of bold faith. And I like this because the thing is, is that when he talked about faith, he's saying faith, when you believe God, is bringing the things that you hope for from the unseen to the seen. And it also goes down to talk about it is God. When God speaks that word to you, when God gives you that promise and you lean on that promise uh, of God and you continue to speak it, he says, listen, I'm going to bring that which I have already ordained before the foundation of the world was ever laid, and I'm going to bring it into the scene as an evidence of your faith and evidence of who I am because I am God, and there is nothing impossible for me to do. I love Hebrews 11 because reading it in the Passion uh, Translation, I'm seeing some things even as it's... mm, Excuse me, as I'm standing in faith, believing for some things as well. But we have to pray in faith. 
For he says, without faith, living within us, it would be impossible. Impossible. To please God. <laughs> For we come to God in faith, knowing he is real, and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. You know, and this is awesome. And then if I can say one other thing, too, before uh, you start, when you comment, is that when I read this to Twyla, uh, in Hebrews 11, and I say this often, he talks about that because of faith, he said what happens is that the armies of God, the angels of the Lord, gets involved with your faith, and anything of the enemy that will try to come against you, they're there in the battle, in the midst with you to make sure that your midnight, huh, that over on the, the 1201, to make sure that what God has promised you and what you believe for is going to happen. But we have to wait as well. Amen. You have to believe to see the goodness That's of God right. in the land of the living. And you know, the, the, the scripture you're talking about, Hebrews, the scripture says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Think about it. When I began, like Paul and Silas did, when I began to bless God in the middle of my dilemma, at the bottom of the, of the uh, uh, there's like there's no lower I can go. I'm at the bottom of the bottom. Mm. I'm in the prison. My, my hands are in stocks and bonds. I'm at the lowest point I could be. At least I think I'm at the lowest point I could be. When I began to bless God, in faith, I am doing it with a hope and an expectation that God is going to show up. That is faith, because faith is the substance of things hoped for. You say, well, I don't know if I have faith. Do you have hope? Start right there, because that's how that's faith good. is. That's faith, good. Hope ignites faith. Hope is where faith gets started. I, I just hope he's going to come through. I just expect him to show up then start moving upon it. When you act upon, when you put action to your hope, you are activating faith. I hope God's going to come through. And so because I hope that, and I have that expectation, I'm going to begin to act like it. How do, what would I act like if God delivered me? I would praise him. I would bless his name. I would get excited. Well, go ahead and do it. Because if you have that expectation, that hope, that confidence, and that's what you would do if he did do it, then do it before he does do it, and that will express your faith in him. When I know God's going to come through, when I have assurance he's going to act like he said, listen, you, you want me to show you how people who, whether believers or not, how they exercise faith, this is, it's as simple as this. I hope you never did this before. Luana, but some people have, and maybe you, if you've ever gone to those pay in advance, payday in advance, no. uh, centers and you, and they will give you money today, um, because you getting paid on Friday mm -hmm. and that's faith. That's faith. I'm going to take a loan out from them. It's a short term, three day, four day, two day loan. I'm going to take a loan out with them today because I believe I'm getting paid on Friday. And I believe that what I get paid on Friday will cover what 
I owe them today. So I take a loan out because you know what happens if you don't pay. They're coming after your car or whatever you own. They're going to garnish you your check. They're going to they gonna get their money one way or the other. And if you they don't get it through your pay, when you promise, the, way, the other way they get it is more painful. They start taking your stuff. Yeah. So I... I'm acting in faith that I'm going to get paid on Friday or whatever that day is. And that pay is going to be sufficient to repay this short-term loan. And so I begin to, to act in faith and move upon with that expectation. Same difference. It's just, that's a just in a natural sense. And you're putting confidence in your job and in them coming through. Put that same confidence and expectation in an unseen God and believe that he will do what he said. And if you believe it and hope and expect it, there are actions that would follow. Because I believe it, I'm going to bless his name. Because I believe it, I'm going to make these mighty bold declarations. I'm going to speak like I have it, act like I have it, walk mm -hmm. like I have it. And then I'm going to I'm going to start seeing the manifestation of it come to pass, because mm -hmm. as you said, faith pleases oh, God faith pleases God you know what I what I did just recently Twyla is that I, and I made uh, some goals from uh, between three and six months month I heard that in my spirit and I listed four goals that I wanted to see uh, it, that would help in this ministry of radio of media I wrote four goals down and I turned uh, gave the timeline between three and six months i listed them and i know god was in it because it, it just came through freely i knew what i needed and so as i was doing that it came to me of mark 11 now i was trying to figure out remember the scripture but it says therefore i tell you whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you have received it and it will be yours so i listed those things and so now i'm praying in faith believing i'm confessing it i'm de declaring it i'm preparing for it now what i'm asking for uh it comes up to a, a whole lot of money more money than i have right now but i'm believing god because you know why because he put it in my spirit i know it was him makes make some goals and i said well between three and six months these are the things that i want to do and so as i read the scripture it says that therefore i tell you whatever you ask for in prayer well, listen, I'm praying over these things. I'm not pleading with God with them. Mm -hmm. I'm declaring it with God uh, that this is, and I'm praying it in faith, believing that whatsoever, you know why he says, is because then he says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Listen, when that comes through, and I believe it's already done in the unseen, because I believe it was him that deposited in my spirit to encourage me to do this, that I believe that when, when, it, when it happens, when I see it in the scene, that he will get the glory, the gospel of Jesus Christ will go forth even the more throughout the world, and it's going to be a shift in this radio program, radio station, that I have not, that, that you know, that, that God knows what he wants to do. But he's asking us to stand in faith, believing, not begging, not being mealy-mouthed about it, but standing and believing that what he said for you to do, what he placed in your spirit to do, make a list and begin to pray over it. 
Amen. And be willing. You know, sometimes you uh, you have to be willing to step out. And it, it, it it's not comfortable. No. It's not easy. And people might mock you, laugh, you, laugh at you, talk about you, whatever. But you have to be willing to run the risk of looking foolish uh, when you're walking in faith. Because some of the things that God will uh, require you to do without you having evidence or proof, it, it, it sounds foolish, it looks crazy, and uh, it's not comfortable. Mm. Right. But that is a that's the faith walk that he requires of us. He requires when he when he tells uh, when he tells the, the lepers to to go on their way and, and show themselves to the priest. Uh, they're not healed yet. Hmm. Uh, so, you know, you don't go. You're not even supposed to go back in amongst the people if you've got leprosy and they're not healed yet. But he said, go, go show yourself. And you're like, well, I don't look different. I don't feel different. The scabs are still on my body. Why would I go? Because it's faith. Yes, you, it and is. the Bible says, as they went, God always requires something of you when it's faith. So you have to, yes. for Paul and Silas, they had to begin to praise him before he opened the prison doors. Mm. For the lepers, they had to begin to go forth uh, towards the priests. And as they went, the healing began to manifest. Um, for for uh, um, Peter, he had to step out of the boat and and believe that he could walk on the water but you got to get out of the that sounds crazy to me but, uh, i don't step out of the boat and there's nothing to stand on that's faith you know what faith Marvin? always challenges you to do the uncomfortable Absolutely. and and that which is for, for the natural man seems ridiculous but that if it were easy it probably wouldn't be called faith listen listen one of the things and i like to tell the listeners one of the things is we're going to have to come out of our comfort zone you yes. know and that's that's one of the things that the lord had even even put in my spirit and it's it, it, the comfort zone is uh, people don't typically engage in new experiences or take in any challenges uh, they only participate in activities that are familiar, making them feel in control of their environment. Environment, But then what's opposite of the comfort zone is taking risks, going into the danger zone, and running to the battle. And in that, your personal development will happen, you know, when you come out of your comfort zone. And I really believe that that's what God is calling us to do, is to come out of our comfort zone and believe him even, you know, even when you don't see it, but believe that what he put in your spirit, what you believe in for, you absolutely going to see it. And, you know, I remember, you remember seeing Indiana Jones. You remember that part of, uh, of, 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 the, of the movie where he had to get over to the other side, but he didn't see nothing that connected him to the other side. Matter of fact, it, it, it was like a, a chasm or where it, it was a cliff. And it was a long way down, but he knew he had to get over to that other side. And as he began to take that step, then steps began to appear. And so I always refer back to that is because you got to take the step. Even when you don't see things that look uh, positive or uh, look like it's a possibility that it can be done, even when you don't even see it, he said, you take that step anyway. And, and as I said before, when you, when you move in faith, the Bible says that the heavenly angels will be in this battle with you. And we have to have Amen. that resolve. We have to have that resolve. Come out of your comfort zone. Come you out know, of your comfort zone. I, I, 
I um, took up boating a couple of years ago, and one of the quotes that I love, it says that a ship is safe at harbor, but that's not what the ship was made for. Listen, there's some places where you will be comfortable, but that's probably not where God has called you to be. That's not where he has called you to work. That's not where he has called you to walk. That is not where you will exercise your faith because your walking in faith is not comfortable. I'm going to tell you that right now, but thanks be unto God. If we will take hold of this word and at midnight, no matter how dark the day, no matter how low the valley, no matter how steep the valley, at your darkest, lowest point, trust in God, believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living, and begin to walk by faith. Listen, we're not just talking to you. We're talking to ourselves. Walk this faith walk. Take him at his word. Believe that he will do what he said. One thing I do know about God, he is the ultimate promise keeper. If he said it, he'll do it. And if he spoke it, he will bring it to pass. There is nothing and no one that can prevent God from keeping his word and his promise with you. So at your midnight, you begin to do what God has called you to do. And I promise you, it is not comfortable. It is not easy, but it is guaranteed that God will do what he promised. Amen. Thank you all for listening. And hopefully we can carry on this conversation because we I can, I can come up with some more points for us to really give instructions on how to get through and how to stand in faith. But we want to thank you for joining us today of What Does the Lord Say? And be blessed. Amen. Amen. I need to snow more Jesus. I need to yeah. snow more Jesus. I need just a little more Jesus. I need just a little more Jesus. I need just a little more Jesus. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? Come visit us at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We'd like you to join us for morning prayer. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Even see how you can sponsor this show. Again, it's www.whatdoesthelordsay.com.